Good morning, everyone. Uh, can I have my slide? Okay. Well, that's a good-looking grape. I uh, hope that uh, many of you are enjoying the uh, grape this summer. Uh, so, through today's uh, scripture, Jesus will be telling a story to us today uh, in parable, as he did almost 2,000 years ago. Uh, and uh, all we have to do is try to see what he's trying to tell us. I'll help, but it's uh, your job to see what he's telling. Uh, next, okay. Let's start with the prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. It's a privilege to be able to call your name and uh, have a worship openly like this. Father, we humbly pray to you to help us by Holy Spirit so that we can learn the, the truth behind the scripture we'll be studying today so that we, come, we can become the people that you want us to become, the holy people, godly people, which will help us to participate in your global mission, making disciples of everyone and baptizing them. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So uh, I'm going to show you the full picture of the wine bottle. I know Christians, whenever we talk about the wine, you have an allergic reaction. <laughs> but Jesus talked about the wine. So this wine was bottled in 1965. So it's 152 years old. This wine you cannot find at the store because it's so expensive. So you can buy it at auction. The price was $4,600. This one is another wine that was also auctioned at uh, some place. And this is actually 61 years old. And this was uh, bottled in Australia, not France, which is well known for wine. And the price, $38. I know price is really interesting. Most of the wines are known for, uh, from like France or Australia, but not in the United States. But this one actually comes from the United States and uh, California. Uh, this was bottled in uh, 1992, and uh, when it was uh, sold for the first time, just uh, eight years ago, eight, eight years later, uh, back in year 2000, the price was half a million dollars. Of course, if you do the calculation with inflation, 3% in 2017 is over $800,000. Very interesting price. Okay, I think that I didn't want to go backward. Okay, let's see. Can I go forward? Christina? Okay, let's go one more time. Okay, here is another bottle, last one. This is only two years old. Uh, it was bottled in 2015. It's another California wine. 
It's only $15, okay? So I want you to notice two things from this slide. First one is price. How could you not notice that? Uh, but price has to do with aging or maturity, which is also something we can talk about later. But I really wanted you to focus on second thing, which is glass bottle. Yeah, not the wine, bottle. So we might be asking, what about the glass bottle? It's a good question. Well, because about 18, uh, 1987 years ago, when Jesus was telling the parable about new wine and new wineskin, which is today's title, there was no glass bottle. So almost 2,000 years ago, there was no glass bottle. They just invented how to make the glass bottle. So they're still tinkering with it. So there was no glass bottle. Then the next question is, then what did they use to contain the wine? Well, that's the focus of today's uh, teaching. Uh, they used something called the wine skin, uh, which is actually, you can call it a leather bag, which can contain the liquid. Uh, usually made with animal skin, and the one that was most popular was goat. So this is the, the wine skin they actually used uh, 2,000 years ago. This is in museum. You cannot buy this anymore. Uh, it looks almost like uh, one animal hanging upside down without head and leg. If you thought about that, actually, that's exactly what it is. So when they actually... Uh, Made ones, uh, when they actually killed the goat, they carefully removed the skin and then prepared it, and then they turned into this. This is the large one. Of course, there was a smaller one like this one, which you can buy from Amazon.com if you want a water bottle with wine, uh, the, the leather. So why did they use a wine skin? Uh, well, there is a three reason. And the first one is, it was easy to make. Basically, if you have a animal skin, all you have to do is fold it in half, stitch the edge, paint them with a natural uh, waterproofing substance, paint them and dry them, and flip it out, inside out, and then you have a wine skin or leather bag that can safely contain liquid. So it was easy to make, with goat skin back then. That's why it was so popular. But another reason that it was so popular was because it was portable. See, the, it's not heavy. Uh, it was light, and it had the main, uh, many uh, purpose. They did have a wooden container, but it was heavy and expensive. They also had a clay jar, but it, was, uh, it can be broken easily, and also heavy, and also very expensive. And third reason they use this so often is because it was flexible. And this is a very important uh, property of wineskin. So remember this. I'm going to for containing wine. I think this is actually one of the main reasons why Jesus used this object to teach his lesson. You know, the, Jesus chose uh, many simple, common objects around us to teach us very profound uh, meanings or the divine communications. So, even though it's a simple object they used back then, there are many, many deeper meanings within the 
wineskin, so, which we'll talk about more. Okay, stretchability, stretchable. Why stretchable quality was so important? That's a very good question, which we'll talk about a few more times. So in order to see why the stretchable or stretchability or flexibility was so important about wineskin, the reason why that uh, Jesus used this as an example, well, let's visit how they make a wine very briefly. I'm not an expert, so I'm going to just show you a very simple step. First thing they did was harvest the grape, naturally, and then they crushed it. Yes, they used to crush it this way. But now, of course, they use a machine to crush it. Then they gathered the juice from the bottom, and they put them in a container. Of course, they did not use this container because this is a plastic. They didn't have a plastic. Uh, they used the, this. Yes, I know. But the purpose of illustrating the, the stretchability, I'm going to use this bottle uh, in graphical representation for a while to make it easy to explain. So here is a bottle that looks like that bottle. So basically, you crush the grape and you put the juice inside the bottle, and you also put a little bit of yeast if you know how to make the wine. What yeast does is it actually accelerates the fermentation process. You could ferment the wine without the yeast, but if you know how to make it, you put the yeast. And then make sure you close the cap. That's very important. So if you wait about three, four days, the fermentation start. And what happens is that what started with the volume one now becomes volume one plus volume two. The byproduct of fermentation is it has it produces gas, CO2, which is carbon dioxide. So naturally, when there is an increase in volume, what happens? There is a pressure building up inside, which will break the bottle. But because the bottle is strong, it doesn't break. Okay. Now imagine if 2,000 years ago, the people were using the wine skin, which is not plastic, which is not really strong, but it's a stretchable. Let's see this one. Okay, so this is the same thing, except you contain the grape juice in the leather skin or wine skin. So you do the same thing. You put the ease, you close the cap, and three, four days later, it starts to bubble. And then, this is what happens. The bag becomes bigger because of pressure by the gas. So you see why that you have to have a flexibility in the wine skin. If you don't have the flexibility, it'll burst. This is exactly what verse 37 talked about. You cannot put the new wine in the, in the old wine skin, which doesn't have the flexibility because it's going to burst. And that actually, the stretchability is very important. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Okay, let's go to, so wine skin should be stretchable. Flexible enough to accommodate the pressure increase in new wine when wine is fermenting or maturing. So if you are the winemaker, you have a three choice. Where to put this. In the beginning, nothing is going to happen. But we all know that the uh, old wines will burst, so you can't use that. 
because there is no flexibility. So that's why you cannot use old wineskin. But you could put in a brand new wineskin, which one you just made like yesterday, because brand new wineskin has that flexibility and no leaking. But you can also put in renewed wineskin. And this is actually the focus of today's teaching, because this is what Jesus was talking about. He could have talked about new wineskin, but what he really said back in the days is renew the wineskin. Yeah, I know if in your Bible it says new wineskin. It's not entirely wrong, but I'll explain. And in order to explain to you, uh, I have to show you a little bit of Greek Bible. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the, this parable. And this was recorded in three separate books, in the Luke and also Matthew and the Mark. But of course, we are using the, the verse from the Luke. It's all same, except the Luke has one more verse. That's why we're going we're gonna to use this one to start today. And also, this was the second parable Jesus talked about. Among the, all the parables, this was the one that he talked in the beginning, very beginning. So let's look at this uh, verse, uh, which Carl read beautifully. And I'm going to read it for you, and you can follow. Uh, let's, let me read the verse 37. So, and no one pours new wine into old wineskin. Now we know why, because it's going to burst. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skin. The wine will run out, and the wineskin will be ruined, because old skin doesn't have the flexibility. And uh, let's read uh, verse 38. No, new wine must be poured into new wineskin. And uh, that's what we're going to look at a little more closely. And uh, 39 says, And no one, after drinking old wine, wants the new, for they say, old is better. So what 39, verse 39 means is that when you are used to something, you don't want to change. That's what it means. Okay, let's go to the the Greek Bible. So this is the English Bible, and this is Greek. Okay, you don't have to know the Greek. I'll explain what part I'm trying to explain. So look at number one and number two. They both mean new, but if you notice number two, they don't look the same like number one. I'm going to show you the chart. It looks complicated, but it's not. So just follow me through, and I'll explain what it is. Okay, if you look at number one, number two, and look at line A. In Greek, uh, the English pronunciation is neo, but number two, uh, line A, is kainos. So in the original Bible that Jesus spoke, they used two different words. So why did they do that? Okay, let's look at the line B. Line B, which is a new meaning. The first one means new. The second one also means new. But if you look at the line C, first new is brand new, but second one is renewed new, meaning they repurposed the once used the wine skin and they made it look like new or it's as good as new. So when Jesus talked about this, he actually used the word renew. So let's put that into our verse and read it again. So here is the verse we read. And let me just cover the other one. So the verse 38 should read, 
new wine must be poured into renewed wineskin. And that's what Jesus was trying to tell us. So renewed wineskin. Why did he not use the new wineskin? Why did he use used one? Well, that's the focus of today's teaching. So the outline one that you can fill in this uh, uh, answer. Number one, hidden meaning. New wine is new teaching of Jesus. And renewed wine skin means renewed person in Christ. All of this will be on the website, so if you cannot write everything down, you can write it later. In a few days, it will be on the, uh, our website. So, new wine means new teaching of Jesus. Renewed wine skin is renewed person. So this is the hidden meaning that casual listener will not be able to catch when, he was, when Jesus was telling the story. So only those who had open mind and uh, uh, eager to uh, listen to him teaching will get this meaning. So that was the meaning of that. And uh, let's go to the outline two. Okay. Hidden truths of this whole story. The reason he was telling this whole story to the people was renew the wineskin means renew your mind. So he's asking people, if you want to receive my teaching, you have to renew yourself. How do you renew yourself? Well, we're going to talk about it a little later. So that Jesus can pour new teaching into you. So whoever wants a new teaching and want to contain it, they got to renew themselves. And Jesus used the wineskin as an example. So we all want the Jesus teaching. Everyone who is sitting here is here because you could go some other place today, but you chose to come because you want the teaching of Jesus. But without the renewing, the Christian life will be frustrating and there will be no evidence because then both of them will be destroyed. Let's see why both are destroyed, meaning new teaching will be destroyed and new wine will be, uh, the old wine skin will be destroyed. And this is what it means. So let's look at the, why you're going to be uh, frustrated if you don't renew yourself. You see, the old wine skin has no flexibility. So when you hear the new teaching by Jesus at the church, if you're not renew the person, you'll be frustrated because you don't have that flexibility built into you. And I'll tell you what. If I have the flexibility built into me, what is that flexibility means in spiritual term? Well, it means faith. So renewing yourself will build flexibility into you, which is faith. So when Jesus put new teaching into us, uh, just like a wine, the, his teaching will start to mature inside of us, ferment. It's going to produce the gas. Of course, when the gas uh, increase, we're going to be stretched. You heard the term, Jesus will stretch you. Okay, well, he's going to stretch you, but if you're not the renewed person, it's going to break. So if you have the faith, you're going to be able to sustain that increase in pressure, stretching, 
and you'll be able to survive through and you will be okay. And uh, let me tell you about the, what is the no evidence means. Well, then why no evidence? Well, since old person, not yet renewed, does not have a faith, there is no exercise, meaning exercise in faith. And then, no exercise means no muscle, the evidence to show anyway, the people around you. So no faith, no action, no evidence. We like old ways. This is outline four because we're used to it and we don't like to change. It's okay because it's very comfortable, but the problem is without decision to change, renew yourself, no faith, no evidence. So the Christians who have been coming to church for all their life, if they, they, they were baptized, but they have not decided to renew themselves by obeying to the Holy Spirit, when they get old and a uh, few years before they die, they're going to realize, I have nothing inside me. Of course, they're going to go to heaven, but they haven't really changed that much. So they'll be frustrated, no evidence, and they'll be very upset. And that's what it's talking about. So how do you become renewed wineskin so we can receive the properly that Jesus' teaching? Jesus always used the common subject and objects, which is easy to understand, to teach his lessons. Each symbols represent amazing things, if you look at very closely. He used the salt, and he used the bread, and he used the sheep. And this time, he's using wineskin. But when he chose them, obviously because he's the creator, he chose them very carefully. So if we chew on those objects more and more, we're going to get a lot of things out. So answer could be an object he used to teach us. Meaning in wineskin, how we renew the wineskin might have the answer how we can renew ourselves. So in this case, we're going to look at the wineskin. So if we look very closely, number one, how wineskin is renewed, and number two, then maybe we could learn how to renew us spiritually, and then we can receive new teaching. So I'm going to show you briefly how wineskin is actually renewed. So this graphical representation will show us how actually wineskin is renewed, and from this, you can learn, and I can learn, how to renew ourselves. Isn't it interesting? And this is exactly what Jesus wanted us to learn. Look at this and then actually learn. So I'm, well, we're going to uh, see how old wineskin is renewed to the new one. And uh, for that purpose, uh, I'm going to use uh, some graphic. And from this, we can actually find that Jesus can actually message to us. Even though he told this story 2,000 years ago, we can actually receive the message now. Okay, let's, okay I'm going to use the, the graphical representation on the right side. So imagine that is the used white skin. It looks pale because now it's kind of old. Okay, so number one, first thing you do is uh, remove the cap. 
and then flip it over and empty inside because there could be a little bit of old wine inside. Okay. And number three, you flip it over and put clean water and shake it and then flip it over, drain it. So this is a simple process of cleaning bottle or in this case, wine skin. So that's the first step one, step A. And then step B is you put them in the water. Did you know, I don't know whether you can notice, but as soon as you put them in the water, wine skin now became darker because it has absorbed the water. It's now being hydrated. And then wine skin can become softer, flexible. What was a dry and hard now became softer. And this is something logically you can think about. And then you remove from the water and then shake the water off. Okay, this is good to renew the wineskin. The problem is water evaporates. So this is only good temporarily. So you go to the next step, which is the last step. So you, you start with a soft wineskin that has been hydrated a little bit, and then you put oil to, in order to make the flexibility more permanent. Did you notice as soon as you put the oil, the number one, number two, number two is much darker. And then you put more oil, put them in and rub them. And this is how you renew your wine skin if you have one at home. And then it becomes a renewed wine skin. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why all this thing is very important. Okay, step A, B, C, renewing wine skin process. Doesn't that resemble something that we know? Oh. Doesn't that look very suspiciously close to something we know already? Think about it. We all know what it is. So let me go through that step again. Okay. So step A, step B, step C. Emptying old wineskin. Doesn't that look like repenting? You empty old stuff. You clean yourself. That's like repenting when you accept Jesus. So by looking at the renewing wine skin, we can actually tell how I am renewed from the beginning. I didn't know Jesus. Then one day I repented my sin, and then I slowly become renewed person. And this is the step. So when Jesus was using this simple wine skin example, he was actually showing the everything that should happen visually. So, step B, submerging in the water. Doesn't that look like baptism? What is baptism? Old person, a person who accepted Jesus, goes under the water, new person, uh, old person, and when you come out of the water, old person is dead, and new person comes out. And that's what baptism is. So, when you put the leather skin under the water, it's like baptism, doesn't it? And let's look at the step C. Pouring oil, what is that? Doesn't that look like a holy anointing, holy spirit anointing? You know, many of us, including myself, after baptism, still lingered around step B. It took a while for me to move to step C because I wasn't obedient to Holy Spirit. But in order to complete this cycle, 
you have to be obedient to the Holy Spirit's work so that you can be completely renewed, can become the, can become the container. I don't think it's my microphone. So you can become the container that can contain the teaching. So step C is very important because many of us are still staying at step B. We accepted Jesus. We actually did the baptism. But we think we're okay just staying there. But actually the next step we have to go is be obedient to the Holy Spirit and complete the cycle. So we can become the renewed wineskin. I think there is a... So, this whole process actually is written in the Roman 12, 1 and 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's exactly what Jesus is talking about. So, by looking at the uh, renewing wineskin process, we actually can see visually how Jesus expects us to renew us. Repent. Baptism and the Holy Spirit anointing, which should be going on every day. As we actually the, sang the, the praise today, in his time, in his time, we'll complete the cycle. But we wish him every day to renew us. Every day. In his time. Uh, let number five outline. Uh, basically, this is exactly what we just talked. Uh, let me just fill in the blank. So renewing our mind, wine skin is like A, repent, turn away from all sin, and B, submerging is like baptism, and C, pouring oil over the wine skin is Holy Spirit anointing. Without the Holy Spirit, we are not going to create that stretchability, permanent uh, flexibility inside of us, which is faith. So we have to be obedient to the Holy Spirit's guide every day to make that stretchability, the uh, flexibility permanent. And you can all this is on the website later. So, and number six, why renew? That's a good question, right? I mean, all this is good, but uh, why bother if I don't agree with the reason? So this is the stretch why you should renew. A. You need the flexible stretchability, which is faith. Everyone who's sitting here, I'm sure, wishing for the faith, right? Or more faith. Well, that's the number one. And uh, B, fermentation. See, you see that uh, he used the example of wine. So what is that fermentation got to do with anything? Well, actually, did you know the fermentation is actually a very important part of this example? Because fermentation makes his teaching into mature Christians. When fermentation is happening inside the bottle, we're stretching, contracting, stretching, contracting with the faith. That's how we become more faithful, more faithful, more mature Christian. So it's an ongoing cycle. So the fermentation is very important. And in order to have that, you have to have flexibility. And lastly, be a disciple maker. You know, the Matthew 28, 19 says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. We know that. Make disciples. Who's going to make that disciple? 
I mean, so we all know this, but who is going to make disciple? Unless there is someone who is disciple maker, right? So we have to be, become disciple maker. And how do you become disciple maker? By renewing yourself and maturing and transforming. Just like how wine is matured inside the bottle slowly, and then it becomes a, such a valuable wine. Uh, the give, example I gave you, like half million dollar wine, you need to mature and age so that you can become the disciple maker so you can actually go out and make disciples. Someone has to do that, right? So how do we start renewing? It's a good question. Start with reading Bible every day, one chapter a day. And then Holy Spirit will pour oil and rub it in you, and you're going to transform. Just be obedient and read one chapter a day, or if you like, two, two chapters. But I read just one chapter, so you can actually read more. <laughs> and uh, go, and if, first, read the Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. And especially if you have, read the Message Bible version. It is one of the... Uh, most appropriate translation uh, that I can find among the all 55 the translation. So go to the Message Bible and read that one. So the, this is the conclusion. So let us make decision to renew and then be transformed because this is the only way you're going to transform by maturing like wine in the bottle and then become disciple maker. So because that's what he wants us. He said make disciples, but we have to be disciple maker first so we can make disciples. And then finally, we can say we are part of his commissioned mission that he gave to us. He said, go and make disciple. His last wish, his last commission to us, that we can finally say we are part of that. Okay, let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this parable.